Hello and welcome to the Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. I'm joined today by the author of multiple books, Dr. Frederick Luskin, who is a world-leading expert in the arts and, well, the science of forgiveness. As the director of the Stanford University Forgiveness Project, he is here today to teach us how to forgive both ourselves and others. So, Frederick, welcome to the show. Let's just start with a bit of context. So, what drew you to the work of forgiveness? I was really hurt by something very close to me a good number of years ago. I was a mess, and embarrassingly enough, I I was just about a licensed therapist at that point, didn't have a clue. And, And it was only when, I think it was my wife, who said, you know, Fred, this isn't who I signed up to be married to. Like, you're too bitter, and it's not working. That spurred me to think of, well, what do you mean to get rid of this stuff when the person who did it showed no inclination of remorse or anything. And it forced me to confront that that unattractive little word called you forgive them. And and I didn't like that word, but it was exploring that word that allowed me to move on from the injury. And it spurred me because I was at that point just entering my doctoral studies to get a PhD at Stanford. And I decided to do my dissertation on a forgiveness intervention. They say those who can't teach. Mm-hmm. So that was my next step of, of since I can't do it, I might as well try by teaching others. Shall we define forgiveness properly so that we can uh, understand what we're talking about? You know, with any of the deep, ineffable human qualities, it's not fully definable. Psychologists and people like struggle to nibble around the edges with it. But we started with a definition of it means to take the offense less personally. So instead of personalizing it, it it was there to harm me and they did it to harm me. To depersonalize some of it, take responsibility then for my reaction to the hurt to calm down, change my story, like stop blaming so much. That's where we started with our forgiveness work. What what we added after that was forgiveness is making peace with the word no. That is a long ago hypothesis, a Freudian hypothesis, that frustration is at the heart of aggression. What we came to see after looking at all the myriad of people who have gone through our trainings was they were were all upset because something in life didn't work out the way they thought it should, or it didn't accord to the picture they had of what they wanted their life to look at. And they couldn't forgive the fact that the picture of reality was different than the picture that they had in their head of how it should be. And it all came out to, you want one thing, you got another. You make peace with no.
I think the world's problem is that we forgive ourselves too much. Human beings on the whole tend not to take responsibility enough for their actions, tend to blame other people for things that go wrong, and tend to give themselves passes for bad behavior, while too often holding other people hyper accountable for what they do. Generally speaking, individuals are too forgiving of their own bad behavior. They can participate in genocides and give themselves absolution. They can do all sorts of things, racism, sexism, I mean, and, and be very justifying of their behavior. So that's the biggest thing that I would say. But underneath that, there's a, a selection of humans who, for, for whatever reason, whether early childhood experiences of certain kinds of rejection or whatever, they tend to be harder on themselves than they might be towards others and, and have a very hard time being their own friend. For that percentage of the population, which is relatively small, self-forgiveness is a big issue. You know, in particular here in the United States, because of Black Lives Matter, like there's a there's a, a question is like what do you what do you need to do because before your self absolution makes some sense, and and part of the self forgiveness the necessity of it is one you have to truly admit that you did wrong. Like self-forgiveness is not like, it's not a cheap pass. It's, I made a mistake. I did something diabolical or I simply screwed up. But one, it was my behavior that two, caused harm to others. That is the core of self-forgiveness, that I did X, it harmed Y. I make that deliberate link. And then I recognize that I have to do, I'm going to say three other things before forgiving myself means something. One is I apologize where I can. Two, I make amends where I can. And three, I do what I can not to repeat the behavior. But when those conditions are met, I believe human beings have not just the right, but the necessity to forgive themselves. There are some people who really struggle with forgiving others. And for those people, forgiveness is essential because if you don't let go of either your bitterness, blame, or self-pity, I believe they will show that it does real brain harm, um, like you know, unregulated anger is not good. But it also allows one, as, as Deadman Tutu says, you know, without forgiveness, there is no future. And so without forgiveness, you're living in the past and relitigating the past. And the world has moved on. And so you're stuck in a, a reality that's internal, but not no longer relevant externally. And it creates a good degree of suffering, dysregulation, and it also serves to torture relationships. You know, if you, if you keep on bringing up what somebody did 19 years ago or nine years ago, it, it's painful.
the key pieces of forgiveness, if you're asking like from a, just a lay person's question, are one, um, you need to self-regulate, you need to quiet yourself down when you're upset. So taking a few deep breaths, any kind of meditative or prayer uh, experience, looking out the window and noticing how beautiful it is, remembering somebody you love, any of the the short-term mind-body practices will work. But they are a key piece of forgiveness because when you're upset at something, you need to downregulate. Two, you need to put your hurt in context of a life that is generally much more abundant than people uh, remember. So one of the things we teach people is Let's say you were legitimately hurt six months ago. So you're at the end of like normal grieving. Well, instead of talking about how the person was a bum, which they might have been, but talk about how you woke up this morning and you had refrigerator full of food and you were breathing fresh air and that, you know, your partner was there and they hugged you and you're still dealing with the, the injury. That's more truthful. That's a, that's a much wider truth that after a while slows down the bitterness and the self-pity. So the self-regulation is kind of gratitude. There's simple cognitive um, behavioral CBT principles, very simple ones, you know, like, you know, the, the, the most simple one is what I'm telling myself true. So is it true that six years ago, my partner had to make a better decision? The answer is no. You know, just as simple as, so we teach a handful of very simple CBT practices. And the last piece is, is we teach people to stop telling the grievance story and start telling a healing story. So those four qualities are the specific techniques that foster forgiveness. Do you think that there are examples where forgiveness isn't appropriate? Yes. You want to look for the average person's nobility when you think about forgiveness. So you want to look at the partner whose ex cheated on them and then still treats them decently for the sake of their kids. The world is held together in little ways by people like getting over their bitterness in ways. And those are the stories that I try to honor because forgiveness is much more important for the people close to you than whether or not you can forgive the, the very occasional atrocity or terrible thing that happened. It's one of the crucial social lubricants and is you know, one of the things that has been proven to be essential for any long-term committed partnership. So that's, that's my pushback there. Forgiveness, it's not that it's not appropriate, but there are situations and time when it's probably not skillful. So you don't want to forgive right away. You need to sit with your suffering and you need to grieve and you need to deal with the emotional upheaval and you need to process stuff and grow from it and understand. And you even need to contemplate revenge. 
you need to explore your humanity before you decide that no, that's not that's not going to get me or the world where I need. I need to let this go. But you have to have something to let go. So that would be the biggest caveat. The second is there are many situations where if you use forgiveness as a greasing towards reconciliation, you want to be very careful with that because some relationships are not healthy to stay in or rejoin, even though forgiveness is not the same as reconciliation. You want to be very careful that you don't use forgiveness to give an abuser or somebody like that an unmerited other chance. And the other thing is you want to be very careful not to forgive too easily for other people. It's our suffering and our grit that we're dealing with. So to crystallize all of those deep learnings down, what would be your top three tips for people learning how to forgive better? One... Look in the mirror everywhere you go. Remind yourself that you're as imperfect as everybody else. They, they didn't make a mistake and make you perfect. Two, as you go through life, you're going to do things that hurt other people in the same way that other people are going to do things that hurt you. Therefore, you have to be willing to absolve human beings of their humanity and absolve you of your own imperfections. Third, give you and the whole human race some slack because figuring out how to be a human being is so difficult and the roadmaps are so imperfect. We're basically all like stumbling blind and doing not the best we can, but it is really hard to master this game. So within those contexts, those are framings where forgiveness of self is possible. Amazing. Thank you, Fred. Thank you for your insights. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. Did you know Height started as a newsletter that I've written every week for years? I'm still doing it, and I'd love it to reach your inbox too. So, for weekly science-backed emails on the best ways to take care of your most important organ all in under three minutes, sign up at yourheights.com forward slash Sundays. See you next week. <laughs>